Here we go. It is that time of the year. It's time when Christmas music has started. Your favorite coffee shop has an elf has exploded inside of it and everything is covered in green and red. That's a little intense. You get the idea. And it is time to start buying things. Not that there was ever, not that we ever stopped buying things necessarily, but now it's really the time to start buying things. Have you ever, have you ever shopped till you dropped? Or when was the last time you did it? Are you going to shop till you drop today on Black Friday? Maybe going to shop till you drop the entire weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then take it easy on the couch for Cyber Monday. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe you're listening to this standing in line at some kind of a door buster event. Do we still do that? The doors open and people race in to buy $10 televisions and just stuff that is preposterously, preposterously low priced. Too good to pass up. So much discounted stuff. Maybe you're looking out your window waiting for the Amazon truck to arrive to drop off the awesome stuff that you've gotten great deals on or just have wanted for a long time. I know I've got a ton of fond memories of going to the mall when I was a teenager. Did you go to the mall when you were a teenager? It was maybe equal parts, like rites of passion, rites of passage. These P words, tricky today. Passage, preposterous preposterous passages parents just dropped you off at the mall for hours so it was right a passage to be able to go to the mall with your friends without your parents amazing super cool i might be interested in just going to the mall without my kids today or i could see just sending them to the mall it all makes sense and it was this form of babysitting for the parents it was just it really a win-win-win. Now, does that actually still happen today? Do parents still drop off their teenage children who are unable to drive or operate an automobile at the mall by themselves? I would be fascinated to hear that. So please, somebody, if you do that, if it's still something that happens, I think that that's great. So keep in mind that I am 45 years old. So Miller Hill Mall in Duluth, Minnesota in the late 80s was probably very different than whatever mall is there today and whatever mall that exists in the city that you live in, or maybe it's not. But back then, the mall was an absolutely magical place, magical place that brought everybody together. It was a it was a, a cultural melting pot and a culinary melting pot and experience, a mishmash of wonderful little stores and shops and a ton of crap that you wonder who, why people buy this stuff. You could go get your, your new, your nose pierced or your ears pierced or your whatever pierced. Something I never did. I, you know, you could get anything. The food court though, that was, that was really the spot. You think back to the, the teal and neon pink, trying to visualize it in my mind. Just, just amazing decor. And we had our mall boasted uh, Sabaros, where you could get a massive piece of pizza. We had a steak escape. It's like a 
before Subway, just like a hero sandwich. We had a Cinnabon. We had some kind of pretzel offering. And then there was, of course, the Aladdin's Castle right off of the food court. And for all of you that do not know, Aladdin's Castle, is it was an arcade. And it was awesome. This dark little room. I would love to actually see the dimensions or to be able to go back then because it felt like a pretty big place. But now looking back, it was probably a pretty small place. Anyway, I did recently learn that talking to a friend that he also had an Aladdin's Castle down here in the Southwest. So interesting, right? Up beyond the food court again, you could go. We had eventually got a gap. We had the Buckle, which is still a store. We had Spencer's, which uh, which was the best store. You could get a lava lamp and, you know, whoopee cushions and questionably, questionably dirty posters to put on your walls and all kinds of awesome other stuff. Shirts with, with, with cannabis on it and marijuana leaves and everything else, just whatever you needed. Spencer's definitely the spot to go. But before I go any further, it's not my intention to to crap all over Black Friday. It's not my intention to yuck your Black Friday yum by any stretch of the imagination. Quite the contrary. What I want is what I always want for everybody. I want you to get exactly what you want. That is what I want. I want you to get exactly what you want on Black Friday and throughout the weekend and then on Cyber Monday, if that's still a thing and everything else. I do not want to put my values on you. I don't want to do that at all, but rather I want you to put your own values on you. I invite you to consider and be thoughtful and mindful of why it is that you're buying the things that you have already bought or that you are intending to buy. The thing that you are most excited about. Why are you most why are you most excited about it? Why did you buy it? Was it something that is finally on sale? Is it something that you've had your eye on for a long time? Maybe it was just a purchase of opportunity. You're scrolling by things or flipping through a magazine, whatever. You're like, oh my gosh, that that air fryer, that weed whacker, that XYZ thing is 50% off. Maybe I should buy two instead of just buying one. Odds are. Odds are how you felt or feel about that thing is the reason you bought it. Because that's why we do most everything that we do. It's because of the way we feel about it. The clothes you're wearing today, probably put them on. Could be that it was the last pair of clean clothes you had, but more likely it's how you feel about yourself when you put those clothes on, how it makes you feel. The clothes you wore to Thanksgiving yesterday, why did you wear those? Why have you made the decisions that um, you're making? Probably just because of the way that you feel about things. Daniel Kahneman is a famous uh, economist who ended up winning the Nobel Prize in psychology some years ago. He wrote this book called Thinking Fast and Slow. And he fundamentally just became really curious and fascinated with why it is that we make decisions the way we do, particularly around money. And one of the big takeaways that Danny found was that 90% of the decisions that we make about money are based on emotion, 90%. Let that wash over you for a second. Think about it. Do you think that 90% of your decisions around money are based on emotion? 
I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, no way. There's no way that 90% of the decisions I make about money are based on emotion. And then I thought about it. It's the whole thing. Why do we do things? Because it's the way that we feel about them. It's how we, the thing makes us feel or how we think I'm the kind of person that does these things or buys these things, drives this car, dresses like this, has these hobbies, drinks this kind of coffee or wine or beer, or whatever your preferences are. So many of them based on how we feel. And now, that's not good or bad. It's just kind of a reality. He also figured out that one of the big takeaways from thinking fast and slow, the fast part of thinking fast and slow is just our knee-jerk, impulsive response to things. And that's really what this is. That's the feels. I feel good about that. We're going to do it. Boom. Pull the trigger. The slow part is the more logical reason part of our brain, where instead of following our impulse and making the decision and clicking the button and having the thing arrive at our house immediately, it's we 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 sleep on it. We say, oh, you know what? I, I do want that thing, but I don't know if I want, I don't know if I need to buy that right now. So, not good or bad. How do you think that you interact with money? Do you engage in retail therapy? Hmm. Is that a coping mechanism that you have? Not good or bad, kind of is. What what motivates you to buy things? What causes you to buy things? The things you're intending to buy today. Just think about it. Maybe think it all the way through. I'm not saying don't do it or do it. I would like to play with you briefly a quick game of would you rather. Ready? Three of them. Would you rather get a good deal? like pay half price for something that you need or pay full price for something that you really, really, really want. Be honest. Would you rather get a half price on something you need or just pull the trigger and pay full price on something you really want? Would you rather? Next, would you rather find a $100 bill right on the ground or save $100 on a purchase? Sounds pretty similar, George. I don't know if that one bears out or holds any water. It's interesting. Would you rather have that thing you want today or wait a month and get it for 25% off? Hmm. 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 Would you rather have that thing in your hands at full price or wait four weeks and get it for 25% off? What about 10%? What about 50%? What would move that? What would change the uh, math for you? That you would say, you know what? For that price, I do really want that thing. I want to be able to wear it or use it or whatever. What would cause me to be able to to wait? Hmm. I think that my whole point in this is the more we can become conscious of our behaviors and our thinking, the better off that we're going to be, the better positioned we are to get what we actually want. It's the whole, is the tail wagging the dog or is the dog wagging the tail? We want the dog, being you and I, to wave, to wag the tail, which is the thing versus the thing is just driving all of our behavior because we want it so badly. Think... You know, Frodo and and Gollum in Lord of the Rings with Precious. Gollum, he's pure emotion. He's pure instinct. Frodo, taking a much more measured approach to it. 
struggled a little bit, but spoiler alert, in the end, he made the right decisions about things. So the more we can become conscious about how we feel, hopefully think about money and the things that we're buying, making good decisions about today versus tomorrow or next week or whatever, I think that that's really how we put ourselves in position to make better decisions. And that's, you know, fundamentally what life comes down to is making good decisions and better decisions and all of it to move away from letting our emotions dictate our behavior. I don't, you know, I'm not saying don't be emotional, but feel all the feelings, be super in touch with them. That's what I'm advocating is that you become even more in touch with your feelings and your emotion and recognize them and honor them or recognize them and don't honor them and say, hey, you know what? It'd be awesome to have that right now, but I can wait a couple of weeks and get that for way less money. And something I know for sure is we could all use a little bit more money. So I want you to do things on your terms. I want you to get what you want on your terms. Let's go. Or forget it. Just go buy everything. Happy shopping. Do your part by doing your best.